Welcome to Manufacturing on the Hop, your regular roundup of all things UK manufacturing. Hello and welcome to Manufacturing on the Hop. I'm Alex Bell from EEF and in this latest podcast we'll be looking at some of the key highlights of our just released UK Manufacturing Fact Card, which is all the key stats and information about the current state of the sector. Now you can have a look at that fact card and download it from our website www.eef.org.uk forward slash facts. Our Chief Economist Lee Hockley and our Head of Business Environment Policy Chris Richards are both with me to explain more. But before I hand over to them, we first wanted to test how much is actually known about this all-important industry. Chris took to the streets to ask some key questions about the UK manufacturing sector. So thinking about UK manufacturing output, um, where in the world do you think we rank? I think we've been in decline for a number of years, so I would guess 15th. Uh, Probably not that high, 10th, something like that. Oh, in the world, um, like 20th or something? And in terms of our export markets, uh, what would you say is our top export market for manufacturing exports? Mm, Ireland? Uh, Probably uh, Europe or somewhere in Europe. Well, I I mean, it's definitely the EU as a kind of area, isn't it? Because, I mean, we heard about that during uh, Brexit, pre-Brexit. But probably a country, maybe Germany. And in terms of people employed in manufacturing, how many people would you say are employed in UK manufacturing? Oh, that's a difficult one. I'd say 1.5 million. I don't know. 2 million? I don't know. Maybe about uh, a million? Okay, clearly there's some very different answers coming from those people in the streets. Chris, did you find those answers surprising? Not that surprising. Um, I think most people think of uh, British manufacturing as a sector that's kind of disappeared completely. Um, Obviously, working in the sector, we know a bit different, but it's obviously the role of EEF and the role of policymakers to try and get the message out there about the importance of the sector and actually that we do punch above our weight. Yeah, I mean, we need to talk about what the actual figures are for a second. I know we had some different answers there. So give us an example then of what the actual figures are showing us. Yeah, so um, one of the key things I think people had some issues with was where we were in the world in terms of output. Um, So, you know, lots of people there kind of talking about much lower figures than we would have expected. Actually, British manufacturing is eighth in the world. Um, We've moved up the rankings from ninth last year. Um, and kind of carrying on a kind of steady climb back um, after a couple of years of decline. Um, I mean, the key thing to kind of pick up from that is actually also the sector punches above its weight in terms of exports. Um, and one of the things we're seeing at the moment is a kind of really a massive upswing um, across the world in terms of export demand, um, which is helping to push the sector up um, in terms of those rankings, with 44% of UK exports being um, accounted for by UK manufacturing. I think what has actually been pretty stable in our fat card, which has been running for um, ooh, nearly a decade now, is that actually manufacturing is a fairly stable part of our economy. Yeah. It's been 10% of output, over 2.5 million people make things in this country, and that's been the case in the last couple of years. So with all the volatility that we see happening in the rest of the world, and not least what's happening in domestic politics... Manufacturers are there kind of getting on with it, selling into export markets, you know, succeeding, doing lots and lots of innovation. I mean, that proportion of um, business R&D that comes from the sector is, you know, is remarkably high and coming in at around 70% this year. So, you know, that 
again, stands the sector in good stead for the future. Yeah, and I mean, the key thing that we, we've been trying to get across um, as part of the fact card this year is actually manufacturing is Britain's link to the world, um, you know, contributing that 44% of total UK exports. It's also the future source of our income, like Lee said, um, undertaking 70, 70% of UK business R&D, which is phenomenal when you consider the size of the sector itself. Um, I think the other real fact uh, to know is one of our members' favourites. So I said this has been running for a while. Um, I mean, they really like to publicise how well-paid jobs within the industry are. Um, you know, in the midst of you know what we're seeing is quite buoyant times for industry um, with lots of exports. Um, the demand for skills is increasing, and you know we know consistent story within manufacturing. Those are those are tricky to find. Um, you know, hopefully with changes to things like the apprenticeship scheme, yeah. we'll see more young people being attracted into the industry. But, you know, if every single person in school knew that, you know, the average salary in manufacturing was, you know, almost £4,000 higher than in the rest of the economy, that would be a real positive um, sign about the industry. Yeah, I think uh, just the fact that there's 2.6 million people working within the manufacturing sector across the country is a, that's a huge number to have to throw out in this kind of fat card. Are there any other sort of standout figures that you think actually it's surprising that people don't know more about this? I think it's surprising that people don't know more given that they are so uh, kind of wedded to having a successful manufacturing sector in the yeah. UK. 70% of the public in our last survey said they wanted the UK to be in the top five, yeah. but you know clearly thought we had a lot further to climb than we actually do to get, um, uh, to get up, up the rankings. Um, I, I guess what always stands out for me is the importance of manufacturing in every single region of the UK. Mm -hmm. um, we've got uh, the North West is clearly the biggest uh, in terms of uh, the value of output. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in terms of proportion of the economy, um, you know, manufacturing isn't underway anywhere particularly, um, even in London and the South East, if you group them together, yeah. clearly. That's great. <laughs> are there any particular sectors then that are thriving compared to others? Well, I mean, the sector makeup hasn't really shifted that much this year. Food and drink is still the largest manufacturing sector, um, which is, you know, to be expected given that it's quite domestic focused and we all need to eat and drink. Um, <laughs> but also uh, the, the other kind of standout sectors which continue are the chemicals and pharmaceutical sectors, um, which are massive um, kind of exporters and also investors, and also the aerospace and automotive sector, although as we grouped together in the fat card on the transport um, aerospace being the standout in terms of export intensity, um, in terms of output as well. So those sectors continue to dominate and can continue to perform well and kind of determine the um, fortunes of the overall sector itself. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, in terms of productivity, we haven't included in this um, in this fat card this year, but also the sectors that are kind of pushing on productivity as well. Mm. I kind of sorry, I just kind of want to go back to the fact that there is a seventy percent of total R and D. Um, is being accounted for by manufacturers. I think that's a really important figure to highlight again, mainly because we talk so much about innovation and the future of the industry being all about innovation. Things like 4IR on the corner. What does that mean to you? Um, I, I see it uh, every day when I'm talking to members. You know, the things that they're talking about when it comes to their 
business strategies and priorities for the year ahead is about doing things better. So that might be process innovation or new product launches. You know, that's the way they tap into new markets and keep ahead of the competition. So in many respects, that figure doesn't surprise me. Um, but there is big variation when it comes to the contributions that different subsectors of manufacturing make. You know, clearly we've got the really big players, um, which are pharmaceuticals and the transport industry. I mean, they they account for a very sizable chunk of that. Um, but there's lots of scope for, you know, particularly when government is thinking about industrial strategy and some of the ways in which it might help industry um, compete and prepare for a post-Brexit future. I think there's lots of other, um, there's lots of scope for other sectors to be, you know, perhaps pushing that bit further towards the frontier when it comes to um, R&D and innovation. And one of the things that um, we've kind of highlighted year after year as well is food and drink is one of the largest sectors, but it's one of the sectors that actually underperforms when it comes to business R&D and innovation. Um, and actually, if we could help food and drink kind of climb the rankings on that front, that would be a massive game changer mm-hmm. for industry. Uh, you mentioned that they're already lead, but we're speaking about post-Brexit challenges that lie ahead for manufacturing. Uh, what then, in terms of our export market, does the, the fat card indicate going forward? Um, I think what we've highlighted in the fat card this year is uh, the uh, proportion of exports from each region that are destined for the EU. And yeah, it, it's a pretty sizable dependence in every region um, around the UK. But, you know, particularly you single out places like Wales and the North East, where uh, over three fifths of uh, manufactured exports from the region are actually destined for uh, customers in the European Union. Um, but clearly our single biggest export market is the US. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually hasn't changed from year to year this year we've also included where we where we import from um, because I think this is a, a, a kind of question that's coming to us more and more is global economy is doing well we've got a, a weak currency exports are growing but our trade deficit isn't closing and this really looks at the makeup of our of our imports so when companies are thinking about their sort of sourcing strategies or where they might locate some activity. This gives us a sense of how the land lies currently. And again, we see huge reliance on European supply chains in that respect. Yeah, and I mean, if you also look at the gap between exports and imports or the kind of overlap between exports and imports, it's pretty much the same markets. Um, Only I think Switzerland and the UAE are different in terms of that top 10 list. So where we're exporting is also where we're importing. And I think it's just worth bearing in mind in terms of future trade negotiations and things like that as well. Indeed, yeah, how easily substitutable some of these markets will be if we're looking at, you know, a significant reorientation of our, of our trade um, away from Europe. Right, so winding it up now, do we have any final words? Um, I mean, I, th- I think this is always a great source of information. Um, we've tried to really have a, uh, a new sector focus in the fat cards this year. Um, you know, lots of emphasis from governments about sort of sector deals and the industrial strategy and how that can boost sectors in different parts of the country. Hopefully this will shed more light on some of the facts around those sectors and where manufacturing is around the UK. Um, we always have more uh, information on our website and on our blog. And uh, you can get some of those links um, by following us on Twitter, EF underscore economists, following us on LinkedIn, or if you're just looking for more information, you can drop us an email, research at eef.org.uk. You've been listening to Manufacturing on the Hop, your regular roundup of all things UK manufacturing.